The Buinanga is a traditional Fijian unisex hairstyle. It's become a bit of a source of cultural pride, one that rejects Western fashion's tendency to always want us to straighten our hair. Fijian born and raised, my next guest is an artist, a poet, a fashion designer and a wairarapa farmer, Natasha Ratuva. Her new exhibition at Aratoi Museum in Marston is called Buininga, named after the Itokai or indigenous Fijian traditional hair practice. And the exhibition features masi or bark cloth works. And Natasha joins me now, Bulavinaka. Bulavinaka Mark, Tenakoto Katoa. Alkira, and thanks for coming. And kia ora to your husband, uh, Raihania Tepoki, for getting you over the hill. You've got a baby on the way, I believe. Yes, any day now, please. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. Um, now, I'm going to ask, I really would like to kind of introduce the Buinanga a little bit. Is this what I see you wearing today? Well, wearing is not the oh, right thing to be called. Um, good question. I would describe my current hair as not exactly Buininga. We would, probably in Fiji, we would say, uh, we would use the word Uluvavichi. But um, it's a very loose buininga. It's not exactly the proper traditional form. So, what the word you used before? What does that signify? Oh, it just it it's the literal translation is just Fijian hair, uh-huh. Fijian hairstyle, I guess, or form. But um, the buininga has a very distinct shape, and it's quite high maintenance. Uh-huh. And because I live on a farm and I'm outside a lot, I just I can't maintain it at the moment, but um, I will. My mom will um, cut me. She usually is the only one I trust to cut my hair, so she will probably do one for me later this, maybe early next year after the baby. Ah. But at the moment, no, this is just my... So what is the distinctive shape then? Um, the word buininga literally translates to duck's tail. <laughs> um, oh really? Goodness. Yes, which is uh, after one of our native ducks in Fiji, and um, wow. usually the hair is. I mean, there's so many women have different versions of the buininga, but usually it's when the back of the hair sweeps um, from the neck down, and then I know it's really hard oh, to goodness. describe yeah. on, without showing a photo, but then the the hair comes out from the ears uh-huh. quite distinctly and then shapes into a oval at the top. And it's very sharp. It's very neat. Always really maintained, whereas mine at the moment is a bit curly and here <laughs> and there. Well, that's beautiful all the same. But, I mean, I was into that you've sort of answered my next question, which is I'd, I'd heard that it was, you know, people think of it as the afro, similar to the afro. Yes. But it sounds like it's very much, that's a very clumsy way of Exactly. It. The afro is a is probably the closest definition or concept to, you know, how people can conceptualize or visualize a buininga. It it would be, I, I suppose, the toke version of a afro. Yeah. But it's, the, but yes, but it's still very distinct and different. It has its own. Uh, Life was, I guess. Um, but this is a cultural and political interesting thing because when I think of the Afro, I, I think, and women, I think of Angela Davis and, and the whole statement of activism that was around it. But it, So, I mean, is there a sense at the moment with the booing now that it's being embraced again more by young women? Would that be right? 
as a as a statement? Yes, or? I I really love that you brought up Angela Davis because there are <laughs> I've heard stories and maybe some rumors over the years, um, and so have many of my other Fijian and Black friends that she that her Afro has was inspired by the Buininga by Fijian oh, women. Really? Yeah, it's really interesting. <laughs> I don't know who told me or where I've seen it, but someone saw it somewhere and told someone, and it's kind of. Um, and I've also heard stories about, please, someone, I might be wrong, but I've also <laughs> heard stories about, you know, the, um, some of that, um, some of that really powerful Afro, um, aesthetic from the Black Panthers and from that movement also being inspired by <laughs> Fijian women or from the Black Pacific. Uh, well, let's, uh, please text us in 2101 or email us at culture101.rnz.co.nz if you know. Um, yes. But, you know, just back to, I guess, my initial feeling was, is, are, there, are there a lot of younger women now, uh, Fijian women, getting back into this practice? Because it sounds like you talk about your mother being the one who can do it for you, that it is something that is precious to be yes, treated Yes, definitely. I think... Um, I have a different narrative or experience being diaspora, but I know that there's been mm. this um, beautiful, um, I don't want to say resurgence because Buininga has always been part of our culture, always will be, but I think definitely the younger generation of women are adorning it again confidently and they are, and they're also... Um, they're also, I would say, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? They, they're, I guess, reclaiming it and yes. and um, adding on new representations of what it means to them, uh. um, because it has very traditional uh, roots and origins um, tied to chiefly women mm. and and just you know very staunch Toke women. And it's just, it's amazing to see, um, yeah, to see my younger cousins and nieces adorn this form or adorn this practice as a way of um, taking back their natural beauty and hair and yeah. um, and just being really confident because it's such a, um, it's such a, uh, strong identifier for for Fijian women. Usually, when you see, you know, in the Pacific, usually when you see the Buininga or the Fijian Afro, you know that person is from yeah. Fiji. Well, your exhibition um, is is named after it, the Buininga, but it's not like photographs. I mean, I know you've got a fashion design background, so photography is something you're probably aware of in terms of people with the hairstyle. It, it's it's far more abstracted, right? You've got masi or bark cloth. Uh, uh, symbology. What? What? What are you? What? What are you trying to tell through through the Masi? <laughs> yeah. What am I even doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful um, and lovely. The if people can see the the photographs on our webpage, that you know, just the way that the the Masi comes out out of the darkness and the light at Aratoi in the museum. Yes. Um, yeah. That's a perfect way to describe it. It is very abstract in that way because it's not, you know, literal images or illustrations of the shape or form of the hair. Um, I really wanted to use our traditional patterns and also my own interpretation of those traditional patterns to um, tell a story, but also to tell a story about the women in my life who adorned Buininga and raised me, the cousins, the sisters, 
And I also wanted to use the patterns as a way to um, represent or represent or visualize the um, the tightness of hair texture. Right. And yes. And Fijian uh. Uh, patterns, or also um, known as masikesa, are so visually expansive <laughs> and rich and diverse and layered that I was so blessed to be able to use so many things to represent the tightness of te- hair texture, um, the way that the hair, the way that the ocean sits on our hair when we're in the water, um, even the different ways that. Um, that hair is um, is is um, how it moves when it's uh, in, when it engages with a comb or a seru. We say in right. Fiji the way that it's pulled, the tension, um, and so that's kind of what I wanted to represent oh, yes. through the patterns. Yes, oh, that's a beautiful way of of, of of describing it. Actually, makes me want to go back and look at the work some more. Um, I, you're, you're living in the wild upper. You're, you're, you're on a farm. It, it's no ordinary farm, as I understand it. It's it's Fenua of Nati Ra, um, Rakai Fakari, your your yes. your husband's Fano, uh, uh, and um, the Mana Fenua of that area. And I know you're involved in regenerative farming and following indigenous practices. Are you making the Masi the bark cloth there, or is that coming from somewhere else? No, I'm not. I. I'm so lucky that I have a whole lot of uh, army of aunties <laughs> in Fiji that can make masi. Um, there's no real reason for me to make it. It's oh, yes. one way is the the beautiful thing about this process and being able to use masi is because I can support my family and and their families back home. Yes, it reminds me a little bit of Robin White's work collaboratively with women in the Pacific to make big work on you know right. Yeah, and I think um, I think Fijians are are just really um, privileged in the sense that we have such a strong bark cloth practice that I can um, that I I can just keep adding on and and experimenting and I can keep um, innovating. And we all have our place in that long line with our makers, with our um, the middle people, the people who make the inks, and um, and who allow me the enormous privilege of just expressing and making mm. art. Um, but if I wanted to go home and and make, um, I I'm also lucky in that sense that I can learn from them but at the moment it's such a good way to support my aunties back home that's wonderful well Natasha we've run out of time to talk about your farming practice here which oh. is really interesting we have to do it another time but you know I, I, I know you're working to the Manamataka and, and the sort of Fijian indigenous calendars there it's really interesting it's really blessed to have you here in, in this rural here so thank you for joining us to hear on Culture 101 thank you thank you very much uh, that's Natasha Ratuva, whose show is going to be uh, is, is is on at Aratoy in Masterton. If you're travelling through over the summer until the 18th of February.